Sometimes a podcast episode needs no title. Here's my sit down with Lori Streeter, Vice President of ADOM, for our 100th episode of ADOM Radio. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to ADOM Radio, the podcast for dental managers. I'm your host, John Stamper, and thanks for joining us. This 100th episode of ADOM Radio is brought to you by Drumroll. ADOM. Now, as someone who has had the privilege and opportunity to work with this organization for many years and start this podcast in 2018, I just want to say thank you to the amazing ADOM team for wanting to build a podcast and more importantly, continue to add benefit and value to all of you that are part of ADOM Nation on a weekly basis. I also want to say thank you to you, the follower, the subscriber, the dental professional, the office manager that is listening to ADOM Radio and continuing to do what you do, which is move our profession forward on a daily basis. You're so important to what we do in this industry and you make it worthwhile. All right. So as you know, there are so many gems that are a part of the ADOM leadership team. And today I got an opportunity to speak with one of those gems. My hope is, as we continue this podcast, I will speak with all of them individually and bring them on and have them share their story and all that great stuff. So today's 100th episode is with Lori Streeter, the vice president of ADOM. I have known Lori for many years. Uh, all I can say is passion, joy, energy, endless ideas, but most importantly, and I know this from a lot of conversations that I've had with her, she absolutely loves ADOM, everybody associated with it, everybody that has been a part of it. And so it was really cool to be able to sit down with her, um, ask her some questions, get her to share some things that many of you may not know about her. So I'm excited about that. Uh, we definitely took a trip down memory lane. Uh, we've got, we laughed a lot. Uh, she shared some great insights and motivation. We also got a couple surprises in here for you. Uh, maybe even a couple of tears at the end. So with that, here is my sit down with Lori Streeter. Lori Streeter, how's it going? It's going fantastic. And I cannot believe we are on our hundredth podcast. It is amazing. It's pretty insane. Um, I know that you and I have been talking about doing this for a while. Uh, as we were getting closer to it, it, it kind of snuck up on us. Uh, quite honestly, I was I was looking uh, a couple weeks ago, and I reached out to Lori. I was like, "You're not going to believe this, but we're almost there." Uh, and so, what I did last night uh, for this is I went back and I looked at the very first episode, and the date was March nineteenth, two thousand eighteen. So a little over four years ago. We started this podcast wow. and Lori, I mean, what, not only what has changed it like at Adam, but what has changed in the world, right? <laughs> I, I, too much to even talk about, John. I mean, really, I mean, if you think about some of our conversations when you and I first met and we were like, Hey, what do we do this? Oh, we work to do this together. I mean, if you said, could you like look into the porthole and have guessed all the things that have changed? Absolutely would never have imagined. So. No, the whole world has changed since then, but we're still here. We're still here. And it, it's interesting that you say that because I think what is so cool and I have to say honorable when you get the opportunity to do what I've done, which is be a host of this ADOM radio podcast 
is you look through all the different episodes over the last four years and the lineup of people and the companies and the topics, uh, and most importantly, the listeners. We also are mm-hmm. approaching, I want to say, close to like 50,000 downloads. Uh, it's always yeah. really cool when we post these and within a couple of days, you know, there's anywhere from two to 300 people that download them right away, uh, which is awesome. It, it, it shows you, Lori, as you know, that um, there is a thirst for knowledge, always has been, I think, for, for the ADOM audience and for those of you out there that listening that, that want to get better professionally and personally and help your practices and all of that. But uh, just so much to talk about. So we're going to go down a couple of paths. Uh, Lori sent me a note and said that she has some questions for me as well. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be fun. And so what? how do you want to do these questions? Like that we're going to, maybe we space them out a little bit. Do you want to like start with one and then, and then I'll, and then I'll ask a couple of you. What do you think? You know, I'm thinking, let's turn this on its head. Let me ask you the questions. I mean, you've been asking questions of people forever. So why don't, I'll just start <laughs> and, and, and let me put you on the spot like you do everybody else, which is fantastic. Okay. So okay. I have, I have, there's some personal questions. There's some interesting questions. So I'll start with the more Adami questions. Does that work? That's perfect. Yep. Okay, cool. So John, I want to ask you, what have you learned while doing Adam radio about Adam members? Uh, well, I, I, there's a couple uh, specific things that I've learned and one of them is this insatiable curiosity to want to learn and to want to get better, no matter what amount of information is out there, no matter what direction um, you guys have grown this organization. There's a constant. And that is, is that an ADOM member from my vantage point uh, on a daily basis, weekly basis, monthly basis wants to learn. And yeah. what is what has come from that, Lori, is this reputation that you've known it for a long time. I know you and Heather and Kim and a lot of people at Adam have known it. I came to n- and know and understand it as I started this before a lot of people, I think, in the industry. And what is so refreshing for me to see is now the industry sees an Adam member for what they are, who they are, um, their professionalism, their, uh, like I said, just their curiosity to be great business leaders. They really yep. have set themselves apart. And so I think that's the biggest thing that, that I have learned through doing this is just their desire to want to learn and to, to grow. Yeah, I love that. And here's the interesting thing. You know, I say I love that because that's what you say. So I'm saying it too. I'm just going to say I love that. And here's <laughs> the best part of that, John, is that it, you know, if you sit Heather down or Kim down or me down just as the ADOM executive team and said, you know, what is the, there are lots of things we're proud of, but the, the, for me, and I think Heather and I've had this conversation at nauseum is that if there is one thing is that we've managed to professionalize the role of the office manager in the dental practice. And when I say that, it just means to be recognized for the impact that the role has on the entire practice. Now, I know that that's not in every practice because office managers versus, you know, phone answerers or, you know, there's all been all kinds of names for the years, receptionist. I mean, I've had all those titles, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think ADOM and ADOM members have proved 
time and time again for 19 years now that this role is pivotal. I like to think of it as, you know, the cog in the wheel. And I'm, this is, I was thinking about this the other day. Do you know how many people who are not our age don't know what spoke wheels are? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about what a great metaphor the spoke is because, you know, the office manager is kind of like that middle hub and then all the roles in the practice kind of feather off from that. And it makes a perfect wheel for patient care. So thank you for that. I love that answer. Um, and my question for you is, was that hard? I mean, that wasn't a super hard question, right? No, no, it's, uh, okay. it, 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 it is what it is. And, and you're either asking that because they're going to get harder or you're asking <laughs> that because you were actually curious if it was hard. Uh, I guess, I guess we're going to find out. Okay, great. Well, I've got another question. Um, I really gave these some thought. I mean, I got up this morning. And I was like, I'm going to interview John Stamper today. I'm going to get this done um, and, and I'm going to challenge him. So my next question is, what story sticks out about a company helping an office manager in their practice? So I know this might be hard to recall quickly, but I know from listening to 90% of the podcast myself, that there has to have been one time where you went, wow, that's, that's pretty amazing that that happened. Or it might be just a big general thing that a company does for office managers. So anything stick out to you over the last uh, four years or so? Uh, yes. And I'm going to answer in two parts if I'm allowed to. Is that okay? Yes, of course. Okay. So the first part is it's general in nature. What I want to say to all of the companies that have made an investment to be guests on Adom Radio, to sponsor the podcasts. You may know that there's this universal theme that the Adom team sticks to, and I'm so glad that they have over the years. And that is, is that please, regardless of what product or service you offer, come on here and talk about it from the viewpoint of the office manager. And Lori, you know this because I don't care if it's episode five or episode 99, uh, companies have done such a good job at that. And I would think it'd be safe to say that's probably not easy for a lot of companies, right, Lori? I mean, you you and I both have you know worked for dental companies. We've been on both sides of the desk in a dental practice. We've seen the challenges that it can take for a company to be able to present what they do uh, yeah. sometimes you know, through the lens of the office manager. So- that's the very first thing that I want to say is that how a lot of these companies have continued to do that and have found a way to, um, uh, to position it like that. As far as a particular podcast, um, man, um, this is where I cue the Jeopardy music. <laughs> Wait, dee, 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 dee. I could do it. I totally could do that. Well, I could come back to it if you want to think about it, or maybe I just may have stumped the great John Stamper. I, well, I, I, I knew, I knew it. I could do it. There's, I mean, <laughs> there are, there are a couple actually. Um, and, 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 and it's not so much the, the topic per se, but maybe it's the people, uh, as you mm -hmm. know, uh, you all at Adam have built this amazing community of, you know, just your tribe of presenters and people that have been coming to conference and people that are providing education for you and the members for all these years. You know, I think looking back through some of the episodes, you know, 
having somebody like, you know, Judy K on, uh, you know, really mm-hmm. resonated a lot. Um, I think uh, Kristen Brown has come on and some shared some really, really cool things. Uh, I think mm-hmm. of some of the companies over the years, I think, uh, um, you know, Cl- Clear is a company that, uh, you know, they're obviously in their lane on the, the membership plans, but they were a company, as mm-hmm. you and I both know, that really saw the value of this medium um, and found a way to continually come on and, and, and talk about what they do from an office manager perspective. Uh, I think, um, and you know, I, I think some of the companies, not to interrupt, but I think some of the companies too, who are recognizing that they're bringing on their ADOM customers onto the podcast yes. to actually talk a little bit. I think those are fantastic too, because if I'm an ADOM member, I want to hear from my peer who's already using that company or learn from that company. I mean, I think there's a few companies out there who are really, really good at that and capitalizing on, um, their relationship and their impact on the practice and on the ADOM member themselves. Uh, I just got a text message, John, this morning from um, an ADOM member that basically said, hey, I I saw that you referred this company here. I had a call with them this morning. They were fantastic. Thank you for the referral. And I thought to myself, how great it is to know that they're doing that, you know, that they're listening. So I think that's fantastic. Well, it doesn't surprise me that you finished my sentence um, because, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, for a lot of different reasons, but I was going to share that same thought in that, uh, and for those that listen to ADOM radio regularly, you probably would realize, like Lori mentioned, that there are some things that I say often and sometimes the same when something like that happens. And so, yes, anytime that we've had the opportunity when a company brings on an ADOM member, I think it goes something like this, you know, and one of my favorite opportunities is what we get somebody from ADOM on here who can connect with all of you. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we just did one recently with Liz Russell and Sunbit and uh, loved it, you know, and and, and Mm -hmm. I think from, from, from my perspective as the host to be able to connect those two, both company and office manager and, and, and craft a conversation so that, you know, he or she can speak to the product or service that they're offering the office manager. And then the office manager can speak to how that's benefiting them. I mean, yes, I, I, I love that yeah. dynamic. And I think that's something that moving forward, we need to continue to do that really with all the companies. Yeah, absolutely. And how fun is it to listen to someone who you met at a conference or have seen on one of our Facebook groups? I mean, it's just yes. ADOM is an amazing, amazing community. Okay, now they're going to get uh, broad and wide, and um, these are some of my favorites, so I saved these for toward the last. So this is a good one. Put your seatbelt on. John Scamper, how do you know just what questions to always ask? Uh, well, um, so this one can go in two directions as well. Perfect. <laughs> First of all, because of the preparation of the ADOM team, <laughs> taking the time on the front end, uh, nice. a lot of people don't know this, but there's a process that any company that comes on here has to complete. I love that process because I think that it puts the company in the right place to make sure that they are going to present their content in a way that we have crafted this to be, right? Conversational in nature, learning. But from the office manager lens, 
Uh, and so I, I think a big shout out to, you know, the ADOM team for structuring how they want to do that and then prompting the companies to create those questions. And the second part of that, Lori, is, you know, there there becomes this thing that I think of a a sports athlete that for whatever reason, this doesn't happen a lot anymore, decides to stay in on the same team for many, many years, right? You sure. just, you, you learn everything about the system the, the community, whatever the case may be. And I think in my side of this with dentistry, I've been in it now almost 20 years next year. And I think what ends up happening is, is the more you do this, the more you talk to people, the more you have these conversations, the questions come out naturally, you know, it just, it, it just, it, it just kind of unfolds in a way. And I think the other side of it, and this was a joke in the early days of doing podcasts, which I always used to tell my guest more of you and less of me is always best because I think that, you know, that's what this is all about. These podcasts are about the guests. I mean, certainly, I mean, I have thoughts and opinions and and if they come up and, and they can add value to it, great. If not, uh, it's, it's about the guest. So I think that's where yeah. a lot of it comes from. Yeah. Great balance. Exactly the answer I thought you would give, which is, was just fun. And I will call it for you muscle memory. I think for you, you just have a great muscle memory and dentistry and, you know, you and I both have been called unicorns over the years. And I think that's because we do have a long breadth of history and dentistry and, and you just, you just automatically learn a lot about a little bit of everything. Um, And both of us have had the blessing of being in, in different roles where we have had exposure to. I was an office manager, you're a consultant. I mean, we've done a little, you know, we've done sales, we've done a little bit of everything and that has helped us. And you pointed out a person I'm gonna give big kudos to on the ADOM team is Trish Chambers. I mean, there, trust me, there's a whole back end group of people, Dan and other people who, who do a little bit of everything when it comes to podcasts, anything with a cast on it where there's learning. Uh, Trish really manages that process and she does such a great job. So I just tell people all the time, if it's got the word cast in it, uh, that's Trish. So big kudos, big call out to Trish. So, okay. You ready? I got two left. Yep. And then, and then I'm just going to hand it to you because I'm sure you have questions for me. Uh, Yeah. 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 I'm sure. Okay. Here's, here's mine. What is something no one knows about you that you are willing to share today? Let's see. Oh, I love crickets. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I uh I had a I had a paper route when I was a kid. <laughs> um and Looking back, uh, you know, when we look back at uh, our lives and our careers and things like that, you know, you you can tend to draw on or sometimes you think to yourself, like, you know, how do you get through things, you know, and there's some can sometimes tend to be this gap right between like the age of which we started to work and what type of work did. And I only bring that up because you know, I think about doing this podcast and, uh, as you know, like this podcast has been a slice of my world, uh, in regards mm-hmm. to 
co- different companies that I have and, and things that I've done. So, but in order to make this work, it requires discipline. And so mm-hmm. I bring up the whole idea of the paper route because sixth grade, seventh grade, eighth grade, ninth grade, having to get up at, yeah. you know, four thirty, five o'clock every morning to deliver a newspaper. Uh, mm-hmm. And I grew up in Northeast Ohio. So the weather was not always good and it was cold. Yeah, uh, We love, we love spring and summer. Um, and I just learned so much, you know, I think that, that yeah. I draw on that. So, so that's, you know, that's one yeah, thing that's that fantastic. people may, may not know. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's awesome, John. Thank you. And I, I'm, I'm glad you took some, some time to think about what that, that is, because I know from, from my perspective, people ask me all the time, like how I got into dentistry and, you know, this is only an hour long podcast, so I won't go into the details, but amazingly enough, it had absolutely nothing to do with dentistry. I mean, I literally got into dentistry because I was singing in a bar and there was a dentist that came in and he said, what do you do during the day? And I'm like, well, I don't do this. <laughs> I don't sing <laughs> during the day. Uh, I was working for an ophthalmology practice at the time and he's like, how much are they paying you? And I'm like, you know, back then I'm like, I don't know, $6 an hour. I don't know what it was. And he's like, oh my gosh, they're starving you. He goes, you come to work for me and I'll give you Fridays off too. I mean, when he said, I'll give you Fridays off and the money was better, I I was sold. So I I still have a relationship with that, that dentist. He's like a father to me. He was the first dentist I ever worked for. I worked for him for 10 years where I cut my teeth completely and it changed my whole life. I mean, it, it put me into dentistry, which leads to my last question, if you don't mind. Um, if you could have your mat, if, like, if you could wave your magic wand, I know Judy Kay waves her magic wand all the time. If you could wave your magic wand and change one thing in dentistry, what would it be? Ooh, yeah. You didn't put that as the first question, did you? Yeah, no, I didn't. I knew they were going to get tougher. So I figured I'd warm you up a little bit. <laughs> and if you have to come back to it, it's fine. No, you, you can can't. I mean, button. you're. You can hit the pass button. Yeah, you know, I don't think in any Adam Radio episode have I ever allowed anybody to come back to the question. So, in all fairness, <laughs> I can't do either. I can't do that. I've got. Uh, um, is there anything I that I would change in dentistry? Um, you know, there's, there's certainly, you know, certain things, but I think, uh, you know, I, I think that, and, and I'm seeing this progress be made and I'm seeing, and, 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 and Adam is a great example and I'm, I'm, I'm going to connect this. Um, it's the gap between, uh, you know, dental practices and dental companies and ultimately the patients. I think the the dental practices are more connected to the patients more than they've ever been. And I know that sounds weird because someone's saying like, well, what do you mean, John? I mean, dental practice has been serving patients for all these years. But what I mean by that is because of what happens outside the dental practice in our world now. Uh, and I think that a dental mm-hmm. practice used to be a place where people could come into and, and whether they liked going there or not, they could feel like they were somewhat disconnected from the world unless they were sitting in the lobby reading a magazine. Can you believe that? Those still exist. Uh, and yet I feel like now patients through education, through the internet are so much more aware of 
dentistry. And I think it's put a lot of practices in somewhat of a tough spot. And I think that the way that dental practices can move forward is by aligning with anybody that's in dentistry, dental companies that provide products and services, educators, Mm -hmm. dental boards, a lot of the associations, and more and more of, of, of us find a way to work together um, and fill those holes. Uh, and, and I'm seeing that in a little bit with dental, the gap closing between dental companies and the dental practice. Um, technology mm-hmm. has changed that a lot. But I think what you guys have done at ADOM with your conference is there's, there's not a lot of conferences in our profession where the, the companies that go walk away and are almost like, I didn't even have enough time to talk to everybody. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like just, yeah. And so, you know, if there was one thing that I could change Lori to, to answer your question, it would be, let's do more of that. Like let's, yeah. let's continue to find creative ways where people are having conversations about what they can do to move the industry forward um, and, and yeah. break some of those walls down because ultimately I think what's cool about dentistry is if, if a practice doesn't know about a particular company or a technology and they learn about it and that in return then makes things better for, better for their patients, we all know right. that that's better for yeah. everybody, it's, you know? It's, it's the trifecta. Yeah. The yeah. trifecta of, yeah. of it, connecting it, that it, way. It really is. I mean, you know, there's, I mean, how many industries are there that that trifecta is not connected? Meaning, you know, what the company produces mm-hmm you know, might be good for the company. Uh, and it, at the moment it might be good for the consumer, but in the long run, it's not good for the consumer. And I think that's, what's so great about dentistry is, is that trifecta that you spoke about. And so I mm-hmm. think continuing to close that gap and, and doing it, you know, through, um, different ways. I mean, then I think, I think that would be cool. Yeah, no, that's a fantastic answer, John. And here's the, here, I'll just put a little, little cherry on the top of that Sunday. So when I talk to companies, and this is for anyone listening, whether you're a company, whether you're an office manager, anyone in dentistry, so people call all the time and talk to myself or someone in my department about wanting to talk to office managers. And I think what's so interesting is that the people that don't get it, and I'm just going to say get it in quotes, um, they ask a questions like this. So what's the ROI on a podcast? what's the ROI on a featured company presentation? And there's so many times I wanna say, the ROI is called connection, and sometimes it's not quantifiable. And sometimes you don't understand that the person that's listening needs to know exactly what you're saying, exactly at the time you're delivering it. You know, there's been no prouder moment with Adam in my career than when, you know, I'm. No offense, I'm really tired of talking about COVID, but I know it's going to, that conversation is going to go on in different ways, shapes and forms for the next several years, I'm sure. Um, when, when I hear, when we brought on Paul Edwards and John, you were all a part of this, when we bought him, brought him on and we're helping office managers across the country, what do we have, like 60,000 views on a couple of those, yep. those live casts? Because we were showing people how to furlough people. Actually, Paul was showing, and we brought that medium to them. And some of my proudest moments, not because we had that number of people, but that many people needed the help. Yeah. That many people needed that message. And in turn, that helped their team. And in turn, that helped their patients. So 
companies out there listening, there isn't always a quantifiable, you're going to get 65 leads of people you can go after to talk to about your product. It's, it's so different with ADOM. ADOM is like an experience for people and companies and office managers alike. You're going to get out of it what you put into it. You know, there's so many companies that I'm so proud of that I've been working with over the years that provide such excellent education. I mean, how many times, John, have you left a podcast or a live cast going, that was really good? Yeah. Like, yep. there are some that like, and, and a lot of people, office managers don't know, we do the due diligence on the back end. We review everybody's slides. We review their content. You know, it's not just vetting them as a company. It's vetting that it's not a giant commercial. Um, featured companies a little bit different, obviously, because we're telling them, we want you to introduce yourselves to our audience. And you do a great job of doing that. All these new companies having exposures and all these new office managers having exposure to new companies. I mean, that part is just amazing too. So I hear what you're saying. I think, and let me see if I, if I get it. You're basically saying that if the office manager and or teams and the companies and the practices all worked better together, understanding how each one could value the other, ultimately it's going to benefit the patient, which is all of our goal in the long run in dentistry. Would that be accurate? Yeah, absolutely. And so I think that part of that statement is cliche because you say that and what are most people going to say? Yeah, of course. You of, know, of course. course. Of course we're out to help the practice and, and ultimately we know that they help the patient. But executing on that one and then also mm -hmm. recognizing that the new medium, the new way to communicate to practices, which in return practices helping communicate to their patients, it's so different and it's changing fast. And it's so important to be open-minded about it. And that's one of the things that I've stuck to is that I find myself uh, in a lot of situations where we get on these episodes and there is this initial thing of, okay, well, how's this going to go? And I will joke with people a lot of times. I'm like, I don't know. And if I could see them through the microphone, some of them are probably like, mm -hmm. you know, they get nervous because of, I think, the way that things have been over time and the way that people felt like it had to be presented and you had to get all your information out mm -hmm. right away. Or back in the day, as you know, Lori, when you'd create a marketing campaign, when things were in print, like before you mm -hmm. paid that invoice to print 50,000 catalogs or marketing pieces, like, man, if you didn't have it right, I mean, there was some mm -hmm. consequences and dollars lost. It's not the world that yeah. we live in. It's not the world that we live in now. And I think what's great yeah. is that there's there's an authenticity that uh, you know somebody comes on here and they they share their why behind what they do, how they're helping. Many cases the details. And then the cool thing mm -hmm. is then when they go to conference and then an office manager comes up to them and they say, oh, I you know I heard you on Adam Radio or I saw you you know on Facebook or whatever the case may be. I mean, think about what just happened there. Like that initial layer yeah. that any of your sales team mm -hmm. or anybody that represents your company, usually you have to jump mm -hmm. through is now gone. Yeah. And that's all oh, we're trying to accomplish. I, that's it. Yeah. I, I can't even tell you how excited I get when I hear an office manager say, oh yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge customer, huge fan of so-and-so. I mean, you got to remember, and I, I know we're picking on Clear a little bit today, but I watched Clear go from, we have no company, we're just starting interviewing office managers in Scottsdale, like in 2016, I'm probably getting that year wrong, but like years ago to building what they've built now, I can't even tell you what that does 
for me. Now, for me, that says office managers rock and have total control over whether or not a company becomes successful and that this is a defined audience of KOL thought leaders that, you know, this sounds cliche too, frankly, are the best of the best. Yeah. And, and if they, and if, you know, they use your company, fantastic. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop the baton. I no longer am going to interview you. You did fantastic. Um, and for the next half hour, I'm, you, tell, you tell me or ask me anything you want. I'm, I'm, I'm an open book, and I promise I will ask no more questions. No, that's probably not true, but I won't ask any more questions. Yeah, that's all my questions. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, so the whole strategy of this, everybody, as you were listening, you were probably wondering, okay, like, is Laura going to ask John first or is John going to – so, like, yeah, I wanted to make myself open so that you could ask me those first because now that's out of the way. So now it's on to you. And now we're getting, now we're going to get really good. <laughs> oh boy! Okay, now my um, seatbelt's on and I'm ready to go. Yeah, and it's going to be very random, uh, which okay. is my is is my favorite. So uh, the first one is: um, Can you remember the night before your first day at Adam? Wow. Um. Yes, I can. Um, I started uh, with ADOM June 1st of 2007. So I've been with, I celebrated 15 years this year. And not so much even the night before, but the weeks leading up to that, I, I knew from the moment that I went to ADOM number two, which was in Clearwater, Florida, I had envisioned Heather Colicchio, our president, as this very tall business suit-ish woman that was professional, that, you know, I just, you know how you have somebody pictured in your mind? Kind of like on a podcast. You don't know what they look like. You're making it up in your head. You know, they have brunettes, they're blonde or whatever. You know, you're making it all up. So I had, I waited, she come walking in and I had convinced her to share a booth with her because at the time I worked for Patterson Dental in their office supply division and I was launching a Magalog catalog about office managers because that was my background, that's what I knew, and she had no booth spaces left. Well, little did I know she had like 15 that year. It, for a juxtaposition, John, we have 156 yeah. <laughs> going into yeah. 2022. So a lot of growth, a lot of fun. And she came walking in and you and I both know she's about, you know, five foot tall with heels on. and. <laughs> completely not what I expected. She came running up to me, gave me a big hug, kissed me on the cheek. And I was like, I don't know who you are. Who are you? So my, my time right before I started with Adon, Heather and I both call that endless blue water because when I wanted to go to work for her, she had no, it was just her and an admin and she had done everything up to that point. I think she had one or two sponsors. I think care credit was her founding sponsor at the time. Um, and I, she asked me, she said, well, put a PowerPoint together. Now, this is 15 years ago. There wasn't a whole lot of people putting PowerPoints together. There was a few, but not very many. So I, in fact, I think we have the original one somewhere. It was called Endless Blue Water. And it, the, the front of the, the image, the very first image where it said Endless Blue Water, there was the tip of a boat and then all just solid blue water from there. And what I did in that presentation was I built out what I wanted to see for ADOM, 
what I thought I could do and how I thought I could help. So the night before I started, that journey looked like um, complete, total, ground zero creation. I had total control of my own box that she let me build. Um, and I think Kim would attest to this too. Heather is an amazing boss. There is, she's a, the master of the side hustle. She loves anything we want to do. If I, I called her <laughs> years ago and I said, my husband and I want to build a wellness center in Minnesota. And she's like, great, how can I help? I mean, I'm not kidding. She, she's always been that kind of a boss. So my day before was nowhere near as great as my days after. But it was all about excitement and creation. So I hope that gives you a little bit of a picture. And the great part is, John, we've done every single thing in my PowerPoint but one. And I'm not done yet. So I'm, I'm sure I'll get that last one finished up. But it was, it, it's been pretty amazing to watch those things that were on those slides come to life fully. So. Okay. So we're going to get to that one thing, but we're going to, it's going to be the last thing that we talk about. <laughs> so we're going to just, we're going to okay. get there. Uh, okay. How many members can you, can you remember how many members ish on June 1st, 2007? 1200. 1200. Okay. I knew exactly what I was working with. She had 1200 members when I started. Yeah. And now, and there's, 10,600 yeah. and some change <laughs> and some change. <laughs> some change. And, and, there was, well, and there was one sponsor and that was where, you know, that was obviously what, not really what I was brought on to do, but it was part of my presentation was I yeah. knew that we needed companies to get behind us and she couldn't do the membership and that part. So that's where I came in. Got it. Okay. So uh, here's the next one. Uh, it's a two-part question. Uh, the first is that in organizations like ADOM that uh, were started and got going and grew and have become what you guys have become today, 10,000 uh, members plus uh, just the – Again, the organization in our profession, when I think of office managers and empowerment and learning and all of that, it would have you with organizations like that. There's usually a couple of things that happen. Number one, what is one thing since the beginning of that you started that has not changed about ADOM? And the second part of the question is, is what is one thing through that growth has really changed? Well, the first one's easy. You may have to remind me of the second. So the first one is super easy. The thing that stayed consistent is that we are always visioning ahead. There's never a time when we sit back and go, hey, it's not broke. Don't fix it. We are constantly. And this is, this is the thing that I recognized right away about Heather. And, and, you know, as we added team members, as I brought on Karen, as we brought on, I mean, Kim was, Kim was, almost in at the beginning as well, but she was worked for Patterson. And also that's how I met her. I mean, so this is going to be two parts. So I'm going to go off in two different directions. First one is that we're always looking ahead. There's never a sit back and, and, Oh, it's good. Let's just leave it right here. We're constantly listening to the membership. 
somebody, you know, if we, if we hear somebody say something more than three or four times, even if we have 10,000 members, we hear it three or four times, we're looking at it. So just know if you're listening out there that, that if your opinion matters about something, we take everything into consideration. Can we fix or change all of it at one time? No, but this is an organization from day one that always has, you know, really looked ahead and, and kind of funny that when you got to where, you know, when, when, when COVID was, you know, at the height of it and everybody was like, oh my God, shut down, working from home, blah, blah, blah. We had been doing that for so long that we became so liquid and so nimble so fast. That's how we got everything done so well and grew our membership in that time when other people were closing their doors and having horrible things happen. So I think that's the biggest consistency is that we've always looking ahead at what's next. Always. That hasn't changed today. And I've been here 15 years. Okay. And the second part of the question was with the growth, what has changed, right? Yeah. What's so, really changed? Like what things, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to speak from, you know, this is, this is, this is you and my podcast today. So I'm going to speak from my seat. Um, you know, I started when it was just me and Heather and, you know, my life for the first three, four, five, three, four to five years, was her and I sitting on our, you know, Yahoo and AOL accounts, you know, talking hours a day, building things. Um, and then when we brought Kim on, you know, it just has been the growth of the team. So as we've brought people on and in and people like you, you know, people are, are sitting on the outside of the organization that still have a part of it, you know, all the way from our graphic designer, all the way to you and you know, Chris Stone and some of the people we, that do some of the ancillary things with ADOM, we have constantly grown organically. There has never, ever been an ADOM ad for a role at ADOM. Hmm. The people that have come into the organization have done so organically and right at the right time. And talk about secret sauce. I mean, when I started, it was me, Heather, and an admin, and now there's, what, 12 or 13 of us? I can't even count anymore. And, you know, that might not seem like a huge company, but when you all have – I keep looking at it, John, and I'm like, who did all this stuff before? Who did, who did all this? You know what I mean? <laughs> so even now, I mean, Kim McQueen runs that big conference, and I'm like, how in the world does she do all of that? And the answer is from her Amazing. great big binder. <laughs> So that, I hope that I hope that makes sense. So you know the vision and the moving forward, constantly, constantly looking to be better, to help more, to do more. You know I've seen comments out there, you know, on certain groups that people wish Adam was sometimes more uh, an advocate partner. You know, can you get in there with the insurance companies and and can you make them do this and make them do that? And I can tell you why it's so great that we don't do that, because every single office manager has a voice, and our job is to give them a platform to share that voice. And I can tell you right now with over 70 chapters nationwide, which did not, that was in my endless blue water, was the chapter program, and boy, it couldn't, couldn't have happened until Kim McQueen and Lisa Kelly came along you know, it needed structure and, and people that were foundational in order to run that. And uh, now with 70 plus nationwide, that has been a dream 
to have happen. So from an advocacy standpoint, I think what we are doing is advocating for the role and advocating so that the doctor understands, you know, how valuable the office manager is too. And given them, I don't know about you, John, but do you remember going to dental conferences years ago and my team would all go and there would be no classes for me? I mean, yep. look at how that's changed. That's, yes. a, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Yep. So, yep. Yep. I'm not, stu- I'm not stumped yet. Um, yeah, we're not done yet. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, I love that. Um, all right. So this is a good segue. You talked about empowering, you talked about empowering the members. Um, it is something that I've always admired about what you guys have done. This, this ability to be able to maintain, uh, you and I joke it's, we say Switzerland, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy in this profession to grow an organization, especially with how ADOM is designed. You have the aspect of the membership. You have the aspect of all these companies, as you can imagine that, you know, want to be able to um, connect with the ADOM community. And so there's a lot that you guys have to balance, but on the empowering side, uh, I'd love to have you talk a little bit about what has it been like to watch office managers that started and then not just grew their practices, Lori, but have like branched off, you know, and have done like they're speaking or they're doing their, you know, they've started their own businesses or, you know, they're working mm-hmm. for, you know, companies. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. to me, and you and I talk about this all the time, it's like when you're in an elevator and, and somebody has to ask you a question, like, what is it that your organization does? And it's not always the easiest thing to answer for a lot of people because, you know, you love what you do, you want to talk about it. But the one thing that I always come to with ADOM is the word that I come to that's easy. It's community, right? Um, that's really mm-hmm. what I think you guys have, have built. But within that community, it's rich with so many people that started scared, nervous in a practice, maybe not from dentistry, went from one practice, mm-hmm. you know, helped their practice owner grow to three or four. And now mm-hmm. they've grown professionally. Talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... Let me just start. Let me start at the at the end, and I'll go back to the beginning. So this might be um, one of the lengthier answers. So, uh, but I'll I'll try to keep it in footnotes or cliff notes. I think it's cliff notes. Um, so the cliff notes version is, it is one of my proudest moments at Adom when I see someone get their fellowship or their mastership or they become a diplomat or they become a speaker or a consultant. We have multiple ADOM members, Dana Watson, Jennifer Stedman, and I'm forgetting a few, I'm sure, on the roster this year that came as office manager members and who grew and are growing into these new roles, into these new parts of their lives. It literally keeps everything we do, everything I do, in the forefront. So let me just back up a little bit. So when I started my career in dentistry 32 years ago, I was an office manager and you already shared that I got recruited out of a bar, which is kind of funny. Um, I was 20 years old and I worked in that dental practice for 10 years, the same dental practice. And I went into another one for two, uh, Dr. Lou Cohen, who was an amazing, amazing dentist in Fresno, California. But when I worked there and I had my 12 year tenure, I learned a lot about dentistry. I learned a lot about teeth. 
I learned a lot about insurance companies. I used to work on a DOS system and a pegboard system. I'm old or oldish. And my, my coffee machine had fax roller paper and it got all over purple all over everybody. So I've, I've seen a lot of things evolve and change over the years. But one thing that remained for me was the relationships that I established while I was in that dental practice. And the main one was with a rep named Eric Vandegrift, who worked for Patterson Dental. And I um, was getting ready to move from, I had worked for Smile Brands, a DSO, for five years. And my role was to drive new patients into dental practices all across Northern California. And I found out that I was pretty good at it. And I ended my career with them on a high note and was going to move to Minnesota to be with my bigger extended family. We were going to move our son there to raise him. And I was going to get out of dentistry altogether. And I got a call from a gal named Genevieve who worked at Patterson. And they flew me to Dallas to the airport and interviewed me in the airport. And on the plane to Dallas, I wrote my entire job description for that job that they were going to interview me for on the airplane. And the reason I was able to do that, two reasons. One, because Eric Vandegrift, that rep, gave me not only the referral and recognized something in me that I was meant for something more than just, you know, where I was at the time, which was, you know, working for a company who was very well known and, you know, I had a very good position there, but he knew me as an office manager first and he knew my organizational skills. He knew my skills with the patients about timing. And my point to this is, John, that if it wasn't for that relationship and what I learned as an office manager, I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. I wouldn't be the vice president of ADOM. I wouldn't have had those skills. So if you can imagine that everyone's story, every person that does that at ADOM, it's my story. I understand it to the core. And I'm so proud at all of them for stepping out. And if you're a dentist listening to this, ADOM's role is not necessarily to transition your office manager out of your practice. Far from it. We want to give all the tools so that when they're in the practice, they're the best that they possibly can be. But no one wants to clip anybody's wings that is meant for something more. And being an office manager is a beautiful foundational place to be to, again, cut teeth, to learn. And if it wasn't for my 12 years as an office manager, I would not have brought the unique perspective that I brought to ADOM. Because remember, Heather had a had a, a coffee business. She was amazingly successful. She was Starbucks before Starbucks was cool. And that's the way Heather is, right? It, I was the first person at ADOM to have any dental experience. And then, of course, from there on, we have plenty of people who have that. But we all bring our unique gifts. So I would say for me, Watching those people do that and step out of their comfort zone into new roles, whether it be speaker, consultant, work for companies like ESS, you name it. If they're doing it and they're entrepreneurial, I'm loving it because I know that this community and that foundation as an office manager 
got them to that end result or, or where they are going. So I hope that makes sense. But for me, every one of their stories is resonates with me all day long, all day long. Yeah. Multiply that times 10,000 office managers. Um, yep. Plus that are, that, that are members. Uh, yep. I think, I think you touched on the question that you asked me, which is if I could ma- wave a magic wand, I think that that's exactly it, right? That's the whole thing. You, you, you never know based on the connections that you make. Uh, it also touches on the whole ROI question that you, that you mentioned, which is it's hard sometimes. I totally get it as a business owner. And, and, you know, there, there are certain aspects of the business that have to work. If you're not bringing in profit, it's hard to continue to serve and do what you want to do. So we know that that's there, but if you're really building something for the long term, whether it be a successful dental practice in the community and or more practices, or like you said, your career, you got to put the time in and you got to build those relationships Mm -hmm. and you got to be willing to take a chance and you got to be willing to reach out to people and, no, that's what you guys have done. I mean, that's why I've distilled ADOM. It's so much more than community, but I've distilled it down to community because of what you just shared. You know, like that's, yeah. you know, great things happen when when a community is put together. And so mm-hmm. uh, such, such a great story. And, you know, yeah. it, it does lead me to start to look to the future um, and question why in the heck is there only 10,000-ish members in ADOM? I mean, the last time I looked at my... <laughs> stats in dentistry. Uh, there's, I don't know, at least 90,000, if not a little less, you know, of dental practices of which each one for the most part has an office manager. So have you ever looked at that as an ADOM team and said, you know, how do we, how do we find a way, you know, to continue to grow this thing? Yeah. Well, it, it scale is the right word, you know, the worst thing we could have ever done in the last 19 years was grow too fast. Yep. Um, and same, same thing with the conference. I mean, I, I gotta be honest with you. I mean, I, I joke about this because at the time we're recording this, my husband and I are in boxes and we're getting them ready to move. And uh, we're usually a little slowish during the summer. This has been nothing like that. We, I mean, we are on fire, 300 people on the waiting list to get in the conference and sad to my core that we can't accommodate everyone because we would love to be able to. Um, but more, more indicators for us, that it's time to grow again. And you know, that old cliche, here we grow again. I think it's just a matter of time, John. And I think the ADOM executive team, you know, we vision all the time about what that looks like, what we can hold, what we can accommodate. And, you know, there's really, owning 10% of the market share is a great thing, um, but the room to help more people. But here's what I think, here's what I think every, if everybody, you know, that we talked to could take something away from listening to this conversation. I think your point being, why doesn't everybody know? Because I think there's some people that, that don't understand the need to escalate and educate the office manager. And I think one of the worst things that an office can do, and I had many examples, I owned a marketing company in Minnesota for many years, and I think one of the worst things a practice can do is not actually define who that person is. You know, so many places are like front office lead, front desk person. I'm like, I love Teresa Duncan. They're not furniture. It's not a desk. You know, we're, 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 this is an integral part 
of the team, not clinically, from, from, the, from the position of that spoke, like I talked about, being that center, that balancing point. Um, I have friends who I won't mention on the call because they all know they're rock stars, but literally they run their practices top and bottom. That is not to discount the dentist, the hygienist, the assistant, anyone else in the practice, but there has to be a leader. And when I say leader, again, that doesn't take away from the dentist. The dentist is the owner, has so much responsibility, you know, has that two-by-two two view into the mouth, is responsible for the patient's care, their health, their outcomes in the chair. So important. You have a good office manager, your life is going to be so much better, so much easier. So rather than fighting it, you know, I see a lot of dentists fight it. You know, well, you know, it's, you know, I gotta, I gotta, I handle all the the uh, key performance indicators in my practice, and I handle all this, and I handle the HR. And they try to be too much to too many, which you know as know as well as I do from an alchemy standpoint. You know, you want to boil something down to its purest form. Dentists are doing it as a dilution to their to their role. You know, they don't they're not looking at it as if I have this wonderful, competent office manager that I can trust to do X, Y, and Z, I'm free to do all these other things. I'm free to then talk about growing to another location. I'm free to talk about, I mean, I can't tell you how many of our members, John, like get into, you know, the small business loan act aspect of things and responsible for the PPP and the PPE and all the other P's of the practice, right? They're, they're just so... It, it, they're so underutilized when it comes to what is it like to have a good office manager. So to answer the total question, I think that every single office manager in the country should be an ADOM member, but only if they're ready and only if their doctor truly recognizes the fact that they are deserving and worth the education, that an investment in sending them to a conference or, my gosh, what is what is ADOM membership? $179. Can you imagine? Divide that, divide that by 12. You know what that is? Divided yeah. by 12? That's like, I, I just went to the like Starbucks one time. So that by 12 is $14.92 a month. I mean, I throw that out the window. That to me, that's a car wash. And especially now, it's almost a dang gallon of gas. <laughs> So, yeah, exactly. so my, my point to that is such a minimal investment to let your office manager know that you value their growth, their development, and ultimately where their career goes, whatever that looks like. I think the biggest mistake I hear dentists make, sometimes I hear this when, they, when office managers want to join a chapter. Well, if I send my office manager, they're going to tell each other what they make and mine might come back and want more money. Stop. Stop. Who is that? Susan Powder. Stop the insanity, people. You know, let your office manager go and network and bring back amazing things to your practice. That's where I want to see people head in that direction. Yep. All right. I got two more things for you. Um, hey. The first is, yeah. Um, the first is, uh, the very first ever ADOM radio episode that you and I did together. Do you remember mm -hmm. the title? Oh my gosh. 
I, I don't. I don't remember. I got you. I got you. <laughs> you did. You did. I have no, I should have done my research. Wait a minute. Let me go Google. No, no. Okay. <laughs> I don't. So what did it we was, talk about? It had to be. It was, I'm sure. It was good. episode seven and it was I am. And it was That's on May eleventh. Right. Yep, May eleventh, two thousand and eighteen. Yep. So that was the very first one that that we did together. Yep. Oh my goodness, that was. You know what? Preparing for the I am experience. If you want to know the heart and soul of Adam, go watch that video. I'll tell you what. That was amazing. And I, if I remember correctly, I don't now. What I do remember about that is that we got a lot of listens on that one. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what it was, but I remember thinking, ooh, we just started this and look at how many people are listening. <laughs> and I remember it being really good. So that's, that's what a great memory. Yes, that was one of my favorites for sure. For sure. All right, well, as we look to close here, um, just one last thing. And you know, you've talked obviously so much about the organization and Heather and Kim and Trish and Karen and all these amazing people that are a part of ADOM and all the office managers and so on and so forth. But you also shared that you started at ADOM um, with this big blue ocean and more importantly, um, a lot of work and a lot of hours and a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that you put into this organization. And as you know, Lori, anybody that has to build something where the future is unknown, um, you need a support system. So you've had a support system. Um, and I just wanted to have you talk a little bit about your family. You're going to get me here right at the end, aren't you? Rotten. Uh, what do you want to know? What do you want to know? And, and, and what it's been like to have them by your side. Well, I can tell you this. When I went to the second annual conference uh, with, with, with meeting Heather for the first time, my husband Roger was with me. Um, when we went to the third annual conference in Tampa, Roger was with me and there was no one helping to run the conference other than Heather. There was no one helping the exhibitors. There was no, it just sort of like in Heather's mind, it ran itself, but it, that was kind of funny. Um, but I had watched Heather, um, you know, struggling, you know, as her numbers were growing and I promised her at that venture in, in number three, three conference. And I always, I try to be careful about ADOM because ADOM is so much more than just the conference. Yep. But for, for location's sake and time-wise, it was number three. And we're going on what, oh my gosh, what is this? 18, 19, I don't even know. I can't even count anymore. Um, I think this is 18. I should know this. Um, but Roger was there and he heard me say to Heather, you are never going to lose money on a conference ever again. And from that point on, she did not. And, and when I say lose money, I mean, Heather was, you know, dealing with the hotels and the speakers and everyone. And, you know, being fresh and new at doing all that, people don't realize the love and, and effort it took to pull those off when you only got a couple people working for you. So the way, the way this happened with my family is that 
you know, Roger has just always been around, and a lot of people don't know this about my husband, but he actually took over before Kim, before the team, he took over member services um, because Heather lost half her house. Um, I think it was, I want to say it was Hurricane Sandy, um, New Jersey Shore. Heather lost one whole layer of her home. And so boxes started getting shipped to us in Minnesota, and we took over everything for a very short amount of time, but we took it all over because she had just lost all, everything and had to rebuild. So Roger was there. And the one thing I can tell you, Roger still works with Adom. Um, he works on my team and he handles all of our major sponsors, all their deliverables and things. And, you know, he, he does it because he's part of the Adom family. He's at every conference. He's always there. And it's like last year, if you, there's two chairs that need to be on the stage, I need to get to the stage. He's right there, right there holding my hand, making sure that those chairs are there for Heather and I or whatever the situation may be. And people can count on him for whatever. That's the, you know, that's the foundational gem in my family being part of ADOM and Heather embracing that and being okay with that, um, which has been such a blessing in my life. Um, but then, you know, as well as I do, my son has been coming to ADOM since he was, um, I think, 12. He did the first opening number with me in Nashville. Um, and I remember my favorite line that Red ever said was, um, these office managers aren't here to listen to Lady Gaga. These office managers want a rocket. They want to hear some country. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, what have I done? So an ode to my family, and thank you for giving me this offering to close with this, is that my advice to anyone who dedicates their whole entire life and career to any one thing, um, don't neglect the people around you. There are so many times that Heather and I'd be on the phone for hours, like during the summer. And I remember Rhett would come and he might bring his dinosaurs or he might bring a color book, or then he might bring an iPad depending on the season. And he would just literally lay down by my desk and be near me and with me while I worked on Adam. And I don't regret doing all that work because it gave him a really strong work ethic and he just graduated from college. So, you know, it's all, all turned out well, but Adam has allowed me to be with my family, raise my family, heal myself at times, be with some of the most amazing people in dentistry. And, and really it's that same gift for everyone if you use it that way. And I just got frankly damn lucky that, you know, this was the path that my career took. And very, very lucky that every single person on the ADOM team is loving and open to the fact that I come as kind of a package deal. So this year at the conference, you'll see me, you'll see Roger, and you will see Rhett. And I don't know how much longer I'll get him to go, <laughs> but now he brings his girlfriend, which is great. You know, everybody's kind of getting older and moving on, but you know, I, Heather and I did this when we had little kids, and now our kids are almost grown. So it's been an amazing journey, and thank you for bringing that um, around to me to talk about because it, it's one of my greatest blessings, honestly. And I know you know that. Absolutely. Yep. yep. Yeah, again, I think uh, 
you know, what, what it takes to build an organization that has a community feel, uh, you can't do that if you don't live that yourself, you know, if, if you don't live, uh, and, and show examples through that. And so it's, it's been special to, to know all three of you, um, and, uh, and to watch you guys do all of this together. And of course, last year, you know, you and Rhett on stage singing and, um, you know, I remember making sure, okay, like, uh, I got to get my phone and at least like video this because I knew that there would be like a really nice version, you know, from the AV team mm-hmm. that was there. But I like, if I was like, if I know Lori, like right after she's done, she's going to want to see something. So let's, let's get it on camera. <laughs> and, uh, the both of you guys did such a great job and, um, you know, you. and I can't, I can't believe, I mean, we are we're, we're only a couple months away from, uh, from the next one. It's going to be great again. to see going to be great to see everybody. And, um, this has been awesome. Uh, again, it's, it's been an absolute pleasure to, to, uh, to grow this podcast. Um, it's connected me with so many people in the industry, uh, to learn about what they do, um, how they're helping people. And I think most importantly, like you said, um, providing value to the office managers, you know, there's a lot of things that make up ADOM. It's a lot, what I would consider Lori, it's a lot of little good things, you know, yeah. Um, all all yeah. combined into one that people choose to kind of, you know, take take when they need to take. So mm-hmm. as we wrap, Absolutely. any last any last thoughts, and um, we'll close this one out. I will just say this: Happy 100. Um, here where I am, it's 111. What a better time to finish <laughs> all on the ones. And it's our, our 100th episode. And I couldn't be more grateful that you're in my chance meeting in Chicago turned into a glorious friendship and all of the things that we've managed to do together and support each other on. You have a beautiful family too. And I just thank you so much for everything I knew you could do for the podcast, for the face of Adam. You've done it a hundredfold and I couldn't think of a better way to celebrate than by thanking you and having this conversation with you. And I think more people should take time to be able to have an hour recorded conversation with one of their damn best friends. So thank you. Yeah. You know, when it's, uh, when it's the Adam podcast, you can do that, right? <laughs> we can, we can, That's right. We, can, we can talk about whatever <laughs> we want. So um, thanks everybody right. for listening. Uh, thanks for that, Lori. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure and, um, you know, can't wait to do a hundred more. I think in this vision that we set of continuing to bring the companies closer together with the practices, um, that's what this is all about. So we're going to continue to do that. And, um, until the next, until the next episode, thanks for listening everybody.